Hello, I'm Joshua Groisberg, a history enthusiast. And I'm Jacob Friedman, founder of People's Big News. And this is Gen Zero's Talk Politics. This is where two members of the next generation of American adults talk about what's going on in the world. Since the whole world is on fire, we might as well take a crack at delivering some insightful analysis and maybe some comedy along the way. I'd like to welcome Elizabeth Sockwell, head of the 4C Memorial Tree Project. Elizabeth, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, this is great. So what should our audience know about you and your political beliefs and your activism? What, what, what should they know right off the bat? Okay, yeah. So I'm Elizabeth and I'm from Newton. And uh, so the main project that I'm working on right now is really a result of the pandemic. So the main focus that I'm working on right now is the 4C tree project. And the 4C stand for Capture Carbon Commemorate COVID. So it's really all about how we have the power to come together, do something meaningful, and really remember and honor those who lost their lives during this past year, and still it is ongoing too. So that pandemic uh, memorial is the main thing that I'm focusing on right now. And at the same time, there is this aspect of the memorial of trees, right? So it's a tree memorial. So my interest also lies in forestry, in urban forestry, and especially in the urban tree canopy. So that is what we have in every city. Every city has an urban tree canopy, and it's really vital in terms of biodiversity in cities, in um, keeping shade, cooling our cities so that we don't get overheated. In doing the 4C tree project, I've learned a lot more about trees, green spaces, and local environmental policy. That's really where my focus lies. How did this all start? What what drew you to this? So did you did you help you know found this? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm I'm the founder of the 4C Tree Project. It's entirely youth led. Um, we're mostly high schoolers. I just graduated college. I started this my senior year of college. Um, but yeah, we're mostly high schoolers. You know, youth led, and and really what the idea was is to uh, you know bring people together during this tragedy and say we will not forget those who lost their lives. And also we will not forget the fact that we are in a climate crisis and we need to be caring for our environment. Uh, You know, it's a call to people to care about like the earth because trees are so vital in terms of capturing carbon, sequestering carbon from the atmosphere. Trees are natural carbon sinks, right? It's like a solution we already have. So it's just really re-emphasizing that thing that a lot of people know. But what's interesting is the more we work on this project, the more we're raising awareness about the tree canopy, which isn't something that people necessarily knew about pre-pandemic. So I'm assuming you're just working in your in your town, Newton. Is this elsewhere? Is this type of project that we connected with people, say, in other states, other cities? Currently, it's just here in Newton. I am in conversation with people, um, with a really cool guy from Boston. And so we're in conversation. Uh, So this is all, you know, tentative, but we are hopeful that we will be able to bring this tree memorial to Boston as well. Um, That's something that's in the works um, right now. Would you classify yourself as primarily an environmental activist, or what, what would you call yourself as like a shorthand? 
Yeah, so I am an environmental activist and environmental advocate. Um, and I think that what's interesting is that uh, advocate almost is the word that resonates with me more now because an advocate is someone who's really informed about specific policy. So that's what I'm trying to get more towards, which isn't to say that I do not, I, I strongly uh, you know, support and agree with people who are doing activism. Like that's in my opinion, like going out calling for a better change, like more marching in the streets type of work, um, which is what I did in high school. But of course now I just graduated college. So now I have a lot more knowledge under my belt about how things actually work, like how things actually get done inside the system and like inside like the way things function right now in our democracy. So I'm really interested in looking on how we can push forward certain bills, certain policies. So like, for example, you know, a huge win this past year was the uh, roadmap climate bill. Uh, you know, it passed on March 26th, 2021. Game changer. I was really involved. I, I called my reps. I, I networked with people who were caring. I was, you know, involved with 350 Mass, which was doing a lot of activism on that. But really just um, staying in the loop of like what bills are on the table. That's sort of what I'm trying to do right now. And that's a lot of the work that um, Green Newton, which is where I'm interning right now. That's a lot of the work that we do at Green Newton. So talk about this climate, this climate bill that I assume passed Newton. What other policies do you think should be at play here in combating the climate crisis? You talked about tree yeah. canopies on a very, you know, mm -hmm. city level. Other policies on the city level, state level, federal level. What would you like to see as a climate advocate? Yes. Okay. Great question. Um. So I think the most important one right now that is uh, on the table in Newton, Massachusetts, and in other cities. It actually was supposed to be included in the statewide bill, but Governor Baker, he, he wrote that out. He would not sign it with this provision in it, which would have been really beneficial for the whole state just to have this um, principle that all new construction must be fossil fuel free not reliant on natural gas. And this is what we need next. Like this is the next big thing, right? Because we're going there. We're going to a society where we're not going to be relying on natural gas. Like, no, it is going to be a thing of the past. So it's a matter of putting the policy into place. I'm really, really excited that um, people in Newton are working on this. But the frustrating thing, Jacob, is that there's this thing called the home rule petition. Because it was pushed out, because Governor Baker intentionally pushed it out of the statewide bill, because he's in cahoot with the natural gas industry, like he's really close with the natural gas industry, he would not have that provision left in it. Because of that, now cities have to petition to have those rules just in their city. So they have to petition to go faster than the state. So that's sort of where we're at right now is like this home rule petition to ban new natural gas infrastructure. And that would be a game changer because as we know, natural gas is four times more powerful than carbon dioxide. Methane is four times more powerful than CO2 in terms of capturing heat, trapping heat. So we really need to move away from that. It's not a transitional fuel. That's a lie. That's, a, that's just a complete lie. This is someone who's, who took environmental science class last year of high school. Do you support nuclear power? Oh, that is a great question. So funny, right? High school, right? They don't really teach you much about renewable energy, or I didn't learn about renewable energy. I learned about nuclear, though, as some great transitional fuel. In my class, that's how it was presented. 
and no um so nuclear is really dangerous it's it's really it's toxic it's harmful look at fukushima look at the fukushima nuclear reactor devastating blow up in japan so many people lost their lives so many people got sick that whole ecosystem was destroyed just it, it was brutal and and still today that area is uninhabitable it's toxic still today um and that was in 2011 okay you can correct me if i'm wrong but uh yeah it was around there it was around around like there so yeah. so so we're a decade out right or or it's been a while and that area is still um off limits uh still cannot be touched so no nuclear is dangerous we cannot be if we have other options okay other options are out there we have wind we have offshore wind we have solar we have geothermal so those are all safer and more sound so why wouldn't we go to those why do we even present that as an option if it's dangerous just to play devil's advocate for a second the nuclear accidents yeah. such as chernobyl such as fukushima are still very rare are still statistically rare and are still um there's still innovations currently being made to keep from meltdowns to, keep, to stop these major incidents mm -hmm. stopping nuclear waste if these innovations are to be made and they are would you support that as Okay, so I see what you're trying to do there, right? So it's like saying, yeah, well if we improve this, like if it gets better, but it's still something that's toxic. We're still talking about toxic material, right? Um, you know, we're we're talking about destroying our oceans. Like um I don't know if you guys learned about the fact that you are releasing hot water out into the ocean, which is then, you know, destroying these ecosystems of fish. And it's sucking fish into the they get sucked into the nuclear reactor. I don't know. I mean, I just I really have read a lot into the environmental detriments and into the detriments on human health. There's no way to safely store those rods. You can't safely store the rods. So, it's just I don't know. I I I hear what you're saying. You're you're saying essentially like it's not releasing CO2, methane. Well, there's innovations right now. There was a Vox video. It came out I believe a few years ago that was that you know part of universities in California I believe mm -hmm. were working on again to stop meltdowns to stop even using a lot of the, a lot of the hot water basically going from fuel rods to these little capsules and was getting rid of the smokestacks getting basically redesigning how nuclear mm -hmm. works in order to to stop these catastrophes like you said that have been detrimental to yeah. Fukushima detrimental to Chernobyl yeah. And and you know and I get what I get what you're saying. This is still very toxic. You know, yeah. nuclear is just toxic. It's buried underground, a half life. Yeah. But again, if these innovations are to be adopted, let's say let's say somehow, you know, magic wand is way of you know billionaire comes in and says, <laughs> okay, we're gonna you know, pilot this. Would you would you support that if those types of innovations that get rid of the hot water, get rid of you know redesign nuclear? Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is such a funny conversation. But I mean, I don't know. I have to hold true to just. I guess I would just continue to say, why wouldn't we just go with offshore wind in Massachusetts? We have the greatest, highest potential right here in Massachusetts for offshore wind than in the whole country. Why don't we know this? Why? Because. the baker administration wants us to remain reliant on natural gas because he has financial interests in that so we just need to educate people about the fact that offshore wind it depends on where you live in the united states okay so i think that's another thing that that i will i'll put a stipulation on this which is that yeah maybe location specific um you can use nuclear maybe in areas that are not earthquake prone why were there ever nuclear reactors in japan it's a really earthquake prone place That makes no sense. 
I think we could all agree on that at least, right? Like fair, fair. I mean, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, this is good. This is great. Consensus. It's about, you know, drawing, you know, some kind of compromise. Just switching gears here. Are there any other issues besides environmental advocacy and the COVID pandemic that you've been interested in that you've been trying to read up more on? Um, okay, so I think that one of the reasons why I stumbled upon this podcast is that I think uh, civic education is huge, right? And having conversations is huge. So if we just have more young people talking openly and honestly with each other about what we really believe and what we really want to see in our cities, in our country, in our states, even in our colleges, connecting to one another over politics and over, you know, just visions for futures um, is great. And um, civic education is super important. So yeah, I would say civic education, like regardless of what you believe or, you know, who you support, just understanding that politics do matter and that they do have an impact on your life. So like, we need to understand that our government, local government in particular, changes our lives. That's what I would love like everyone to like really understand. Now you're speaking my language. <laughs> so we've talked about the issues. We've talked about what you've done with the Forest Sea Project. From your experience, what do you want other activists and advocates of any topic really, but also environmental advocates to take away from what you've learned? What advice would you give them? Yeah, I think I would say just choose to uh, focus on what we can do, not on what we can't do choose to like encourage and uplift each other. Like we all have skills that can all be used to better society, whether that's creating a more sustainable city or whether that's, you know, improving racial equality, whatever it is, whatever your passion is, we all have strengths and we can all come together to bring them. Yeah. Just like uplifting each other, motivating each other and trying to keep it, uh, you know, positive, like trying to like really get to like what can you do? And I think that that's really helpful. Just to start wrapping things up, what have you accomplished with the 4C project? What, what numbers can our, our audience take away? Yeah, so with this 4C tree project, we have planted 135 trees across the city of Newton uh, at elementary schools, in parks, uh, along busy streets. And we have also fundraised over $50,000 uh, just by the generosity of people in our city. This was all made possible because we just asked, right? We said, like, can we make this tree memorial? And we cared too, right? Like, it was like, can we bring people together? Can we do something good to honor those people who did lose their lives? We, we had like a, a ceremony to celebrate in a way the fact that we are planting these trees and then also to reflect on the fact that it is, you know, in memory of those we lost. But also really just to remember that we can come together uh, in challenging situations and uplift each other. Quick thing you want to... Let's all, let's stay in touch. Like, let's keep talking and let's keep advancing solutions together because really we all are in this together. Elizabeth, thank you so much for coming on. So we will put a link to the 4C project in the description. Thank, just thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. This was awesome. that concludes this episode of Gen Zers Talk Politics. Be sure to join our Discord server, follow us on Instagram at Gen Zers Talk Politics, and on Twitter at Gen Zers Talk Poly, with an I, and add or email us to ask your burning questions. Thanks for joining us, and we hope to see you next time.